City. It's your man, Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets. And you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Hornets and Heartbreak podcast on the All Hornets Podcast Network. One podcast feed with multiple shows, making sure we cover the Charlotte Hornets from every angle. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. The All Hornets Podcast is affiliated with the Fans First Sports Podcast Group. On today's show, we talk about the news of Terry Rozier being traded to the Miami Heat. We also break down some recent developments in the Hornets world, including losing to the Detroit Pistons twice this year. Uh, At the end, we, we break down the best moments of this Hornets season discuss what it's like to be a Hornets podcaster in the year 2024. All right, hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Hornets and Heartbreak podcast. My name is Mark Bernacki and I'm here with my co-host Tim Rogers. What's up, Tim? What do you do? Liquor Mark. I'm doing pretty well, man. We got some real Hornets news. Terry Rozier traded to the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry in a 2027 first round pick. Um, You know, if you like this trade or hate this trade, it doesn't really matter. This is the most exciting thing that's happened to the Hornets in the past few weeks. Um, it, it was it was at least something. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the trade a lot. Tim, what were your initial reactions? Uh, my initial reactions were, uh, who needs the first round pick, babe? We got Kyle Lowry in the house. No, just joking. Uh, my, my initial reactions were, uh, I didn't realize that I was going to be this affected by uh, Terry Rozier leaving. Um, it's kind of been the joke on this podcast that like, we'll do like, you know, player stats and like, we'll run through everyone. And then like, we get to Terry and we're like, okay, 
yeah, I mean, he either makes it or he doesn't. Like, you know, that's essentially it. Not the most exciting guy. And uh, long-time listeners know the story of, like, you know, when Terry first came to town, I ended up getting kicked out of the bar because I was so upset. And I don't know. I just kind of want to give flowers to Terry for a little bit where he kind of had the impossible job of being the guy that we replaced Kemba with. Kemba, yeah. you know, most people's favorite Bobcat Hornet of all time. And it was kind of a thankless position. He came into a team the young coach that was just a pretty awful team. And then, you know, 10 games into the season, he kind of gets usurped by Devontae Graham. And people like Devontae Graham more than him. And then COVID happens, and then LaMelo Ball comes in. And Gordon Hayward comes in. So Terry Rozier fled Boston to kind of be the man and then was kind of playing third fiddle from there. But you know what? He never complained. He never bitched and moaned, never threw anyone under the bus. The dude just went out and played 36 minutes every game that he was healthy and never quit on the team. I mean, I would say there were literally over 100 games in his tenure here where people would give him a pass for just not caring and just kind of phoning it in, not pulling a full Batum, but, you know, just going through the motions. And I'm not going to say he fought over every screen and, you know, played Patrick Beverly defense, but we'd be down 12 with six minutes left and the game was not over to Terry Rozier. And I just want to thank him for making, you know, 100 games way more watchable than they should be. Terry Rozier will probably never go down as someone's favorite Hornet of all time. But I will always remember Terry Rozier, and I appreciate his work. Yeah, that's very beautifully said. And you said, you know, he's not the most exciting player. He's not the most exciting player to podcast about, but he is kind of the most exciting player to watch. Like, the stuff he actually does on the court is very very fun like talk about a hooper terry rogier comes to mind like just gets buckets um crazy ball handling uh crazy shots like leaning three-pointers um but he's not interesting to podcast about because we don't reasonably expect a player of his age to like improve um and he kind of has just been what he is like for a couple years um but i mean that's not to discount anything he's done and it's he does like immediately remove some watchability from this team like without Terry Rozier like what what is this team uh with especially if Lamelo's down we have no guards um and yeah yeah like he is like one of my favorite players to watch so Tim let's let's get us started with uh top five Terry Rozier moments uh in his tenure we didn't we didn't do like a strict list we didn't go back and rewatch every game but we got we got some oh and I really wasted my time doing that um (laughs) uh, number one with a bullet is uh, the game winner against Golden State. Uh, Back in Golden State, you know, they still had some panache. Uh, That was just fantastic. It was just classic Terry, and uh, it was a corner three. And no one in the history of the NBA has made corner threes look cooler than Terry Rozier. That's a fact, dude. The leaning leaning corner three-pointer. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I got uh, the Washington Wizards highlight where he does, like, the sham god move. Um, and this is just like a product of me being 26 years old, but I've seen that highlight on Instagram like 17 times. Um, and I don't know what, even what year it was from, but it's such a cool move and it's sort of just like encapsulates, uh, Tarot play for the Hornets, just like doing some cool shit that you shouldn't be able to get away with in the NBA. Uh, and he made it look so clean. Google, I mean, Terry Rozier wizards highlight and you'll see it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And he had, you know, obviously none, none as good as that, but he has, you know, 
25 highlights like that where like then you check the score and it's like ah hornets down eight with two minutes to go it's like again terry just never quit man it's obviously you know it's not like he's sacrificing his body he's getting up shots but still it does matter a good mentality for the team um yeah i love that and um another thing that i've seen go around like a hundred times is his massive dunk on kevin durant accompanied by eric collins commentary yep Terry. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I got another one for us. The day uh, after LaMelo went down or like the game after LaMelo went down, I said the offense doesn't work when Terry Rozier is at the point at the point guard position. And then he had 34 and 13 against the Nets and we won. Uh, that's a very recent memory that just was like, OK, OK, Terry. Uh, and then we proceeded to lose a million games in a row. But in that one game, he he listened to the podcast, I think, Tim, because I said, like, yeah, it just doesn't work. And he immediately, immediately went out and had, like, the, one of the best games of his career. So, uh, shouts to Terry for that. Bring some, bring some spark to this depressing, heartbreaking <laughs> season. I don't, I don't want to paint Terry Rozier as though, like, he's Rudy or anything. He's not, like, some great underdog story, but... Uh... It's kind of like no one's first choice. Like, even the year he was drafted, I believe he was the third pick the Celtics took in that first round. And then, uh, you know, Kyrie goes down in that playoffs and Terry steps up, proves worth, goes to a new team. And when we signed that deal, I remember, like, we were getting, like, D minuses, Fs. Like, everyone was like, really, Terry Rozier? And, you know, he wasn't perfect. But for someone who went from a backup guard on, you know, an Eastern Conference Finals team to, like, he actually put his money where his mouth was put up to an efficient 20 a game, relatively efficient 20 a game, and then like earned his next contract. And then when that contract was signed, everyone was like, dude, what are the Hornets doing? That that deal is so underwater. And we got a first round pick for it. And it's just another example of Terry Rozier proving the doubters wrong. I hate to be Terry's PR here, but um, just looking back on him, I realized how much uh, we're like, we could all learn a thing or two from Terry. Yeah, for sure. That that's sort of the story. Like, like I say, he's not the most exciting player to watch, but he was in his first year to in in Charlotte or in his second year in Charlotte when it was like, damn, he's going to be this good. Like, and he's just been that good for a while, right? Uh, and obviously, it hasn't led to much team success, but he's been sort of the rock of this team. Like, doesn't get hurt a lot. He's always there. Like, he plays seventy games every single season, um, and he just puts up twenty a game. That's what he does. And so I guess I guess for the next moment, this isn't, isn't even a Terry Rozier specific moment. It's more of a podcasting moment. But the moment that we realized, like, like is he better than Kemba? Wait, he actually is better than Kemba. Wait, we actually won this sign and trade deal with Austin. <laughs> like, like you know, when 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 it happened, it was bad process, as we've talked about on this podcast. Like, could have gotten way more for Kemba probably if we traded him before. The, you know, before the trade deadline in his last season, but the actual result was good. Like Terry Rozier was and is better than Kemba Walker at this moment. Like it's, it's always, it was, it was a good deal actually. It really was. It was kind of one of those awkward things. It was like painful to admit. It's almost like, you know, Kemba was the dad and then Terry was the stepdad. And like, you were cold to him for a little while. And then it's like, damn, dude, my stepdad got me a PS5 for <laughs> like, you know, I mean, this guy's really not that bad, Dad. Hard, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, he just he kind of wormed his way in, and uh, 
he just he grew on me, man. Like we always joke about I call it like the Paul Millsap test of like my nephews will most likely never ask me about Paul Millsap, but if they ever do, I got ten minutes of material talking about how awesome he is. And it's like they'll probably never ask me about Terry Rozier. But if they ever do, like, so what were those like early LaMelo Hornets like? Terry will be the second guy mentioned. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. He's he's had a great career as a Charlotte Hornet, top uh 100 in all-time three-pointers made, not on the Charlotte Hornets. In the NBA, kind of a crazy stat. Like when you just think about it, like you don't think of Terry Rozier as top 100 in the NBA as in anything. Like you think of him as, you know, maybe top 300 in the NBA in all-time NBA stats, but not not top 100. It's obviously a reflection of three-point revolution it's when Steph Curry came around people started shooting more threes blah 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 blah, blah. but uh yeah it's still a crazy stat top 100 and something you know if you really look at three-point rate across the league it ballooned the year Terry was drafted so I mean who's to stay that's a fact I got one more this is again a personal one um but my sister's boyfriend for Secret Santa a couple years ago gave me a Terry Rozier jersey I then forgot that that was a gift and I gave it to a girl and then I asked for that shirt back and gave her a different shirt, different Charlotte Hornet shirt, because I was like, oh, shit, that's a gift. I got to keep that. Uh, <laughs> so another, another story, just the traveling Terry Rozier jersey. Uh, and I think it's uh, representative of his career uh, being being kind of traded around and uh, always putting up a good fight for whoever he's uh, being worn by. I I like that again. Yeah, Terry, always the fighter. Um, also loved LaMelo's first game will stick out to me against Cleveland. You know, everyone's so excited for LaMelo Ball to play. And obviously he has a pretty disappointing thing. It's like 14 minutes. I think he went scoreless. Um, not wrong. It was pretty out there. Terry Rozier, 41 points. We lost by like 15. But Terry was like, I don't really get it. You guys are here for him. This is like my show. This is my house. And Terry lit it up. It's always in the face. Got to respect that unwavering confidence. And uh, yeah. I think uh, we could all learn a thing or two from Terry Rozier. Tomorrow, guys, go out there. Live Moss like Terry Rozier. Interesting phrasing there. Uh, all right. Next up on the list, Tim, unless you got more Terry thoughts. Uh, no. RIP Scary Terry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could talk about the implications of the trade. Like, like it means the Hornets are, are tanking. Good job, Hornets, uh, for finally making a trade. Like, like that's why – uh, we were excited excited to hear this news is not that Terry Rozier is leaving, but it's that like we finally realized that where we are at is not not good. Like you need to make moves for the future. And it's depressing if you're a Hornets fan because, you know, next year is not the year probably too. Um, but, you know, they had they had to get rid of like some of the older players on the team and build for 2026. Like that's what we have to do. Yeah, I think this is um, – I was looking back through the moves and kind of just trying to figure it out on my own. I think this is Mitch Kupchak's first proactive move since the fateful uh, 2021 draft, where even though the process, you know, it was all wrong, but at least Kupchak was at least going for it. That's the book night and then trading up or trading into the first round for Kai Jones. That was like a proactive move, and this is the first time since then where it's like, okay, like – I'm I'm assuming it's ownership that is pushing this. Like, I don't think this move happens if Jordan is here. Um, but yeah, man, like the Hornets, they have a sign of life and they're operating like a normal front office. Mm. And 
Terry's Terry's realistically not going to have a better stretch than he had these last 20 games. And you move while the value is there. Not great value. Uh, was it 2027 lottery protected pick? So I'm assuming with our luck, you know, that'll be the 14th pick. But even that, not the worst thing. It becomes unprotected the next year. Never know what's going to happen with Bam and Jimmy Butler. Um, and it is a bummer that Kyle Lowry is just not going to suit up for us, um, which is understandable. But um, yeah, man, I think that this is something to be optimistic about. Even if the result is not what we want, I think the process is there. And um, if I'm a veteran on the Hornets, I'm kind of looking around like, damn, should I list my house? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the implications are that the Hornets are, are realizing their position in the NBA. Um, it's time to rebuild, not to like, not retool, not, not like try to become the, the seven seed again or whatever, or the 10 seed. Like it's just not going to happen. Like hang on to the super young players such as Lamelo, Brandon Miller. Um, and then like, there's the debatable items of, of like, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, et cetera, who are not super, not like old. Um, but but we do need to move on from players that are older and just like cash them in for for future assets because the team as it's composed currently is is not very good. I think that's putting it kindly, Mark. I think you uh I think you nailed it. Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by allhornets.com, a credentialed Charlotte Hornets outlet powered by Sports Illustrated. AllHornets.com's aim is to bring you 360-degree coverage on all things Charlotte Hornets. From breaking news, rumors, fan Q&As, and in-depth analysis, AllHornets.com covers it all, and nobody does it better. Okay, let's talk about actual Hornets basketball. So, Brandon Miller, over the past four games since coming back from his injury, has been, like, super, super good, and that's something exciting. Um, He's averaging 71% true shooting over 24 a game over the past four games. Small sample size, but all four games over 20 points. Seems like he's turning a corner, Tim. And he balled out last night, too. He's kind of the truth. He is um, he is kind of the truth. Shout out to Paul Pierce. Um, yeah, he is um, He is now kind of making his claim to be like, at the start of next season, not saying he's going to be 1A, but now he's making the claim that like it's realistic to expect by this time next year, that he could be the best player on the Hornets. Mm, mm. All right, talk more about that Pistons game, Tim. What were your what were your key takeaways from us losing to the worst team in the league twice this season? Um, all right, so the rough takeaways are Lamelo Ball was terrible last night. Uh, not just plus minus, which you know he was minus twenty four in a seven point loss. No one else was worse than minus fifteen, but just kind of reverted to the worst decision-making and like kind of the what I, a lot of times I think is an unfair criticism of LaMelo kind of like, you know, just not playing serious basketball. And then you watch last night and you're like, God, I really hope Zach Lowe wasn't watching this game because this will come up uh, just driving recklessly the rim one of eight from three. And like, these weren't like, you know, the worst shots he's ever taken, but yeah, like two or three of them just unnecessary um, you know, the passes weren't leading to the assists. I mean, I thought that setups were good, but buckets weren't falling. So he kind of went into like a let me score mode, which he rarely does against the Pistons. Like, I don't know if it's like he has like a secret beef with Cade, even though Cade wasn't playing. But um, yeah, he just has rough games against them. And last night, it just wasn't a, wasn't cutting it. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, one of eight from three, like you said, four turnovers, fouled out, like not a good Lamella game at all. He's been struggling in, in his return, um, 41% from the field and 30% from three since coming back. And, you know, obviously there's to be expected like some sort of regression after sitting out for this long, but yeah, it was, it's not like the, the Lamello return we wanted um, for sure. thought, thought that him coming back would be the savior for the team. It's been, it's been a little bit like we were so bad and now we're only kind of bad. Um, But yeah, not, not exactly, (laughs) not exactly like the, the great return that we wanted. No, it wasn't, wasn't by him. And, you know, it was an extension pretty much miles Bridges entire season. It's not been the return that, uh, that we would have wanted just carrying extra weight. Just really chucking up some like god awful shots. Um, he's clearly not in the same athletic condition he was um, the last time. You know he's a full time basketball player. Settles for a lot, a lot more jumpers. Um, seems like just his timing is off. Like hold this like euro step into guys where like you know two years ago he would have had separation enough to actually like make the move work, and instead now he's just kind of bouncing wildly into dudes and settling for those like eleven foot floaters, which. Wasn't the case his last year. Um, yeah, I don't think that he looked especially inspiring. Nick Richards was uh, really good last night, kind of a return to form from last season. Aggressive on the boards, physical, uh, you know, but still defensively so limited. And <laughs> just watching that game is so humbling, where everyone laughs at the Pistons all the time, like, oh, man, what a joke of a franchise. Uh, and then your team's actually up against them. And I think I texted you – Right before halftime, I was like, holy shit, dude, we're really about to lose to the Pistons the second time this season. Yeah. Like five and 39. And um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But the one bright spot of the game, it is Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is the truth, man. I cannot believe it. He had, and similar to LaMelo, uh, you know, he's had some injury problems after never spraining his ankle before in his life. He sprained his ankle like four times. I don't know what is in the water here, but clearly something and then he i think for the month of december he had like the third worst uh two point percentage in the league i think Mm. like dude henderson might have even like one spot ahead of him and since he's come back from like the extended injury he's been money from not just three but just mid-range his floater is really good he's just got like old man game around the basket where he just will very comfortably kind of throw up these like just one arm just like oop bank it in like he's got great touch he's got enough size that he can still shoot over guys and uh last night he hit a back-to-back bumps where i call it like kemba walker range where it's like your feet are like right on the line still technically a three but like not quite the same as like steph curry range and uh he had an and one and then back-to-back like 27 footers and i was just gonna lose my mind so yeah, he had 23 points five of ten on three uh, seven boards, four assists. Very, very solid game from Brandon Miller. B-Mill, if you will. Uh, yeah, best player best player on the team last night for sure. Best, best player on the team and got zero shots in the fourth quarter. And after going on that hot streak, he kind of took like, you know, one and a half heat check shots and then Clifford pulled him from the game. And yeah, and we got outscored 14 to 24 in the fourth quarter. Super fun, dude. Very fun, very fun to watch. That that fourth quarter could be used as propaganda. Like I almost started to see like why people hate the NBA. I was like, okay, like this is awful. Both teams went you know over four minutes without scoring at two separate times in the uh, 
in the fourth. Yeah, it was just um, really god-awful basketball. Clockwork orange-level shit. Frankie Smokes, dude. 0 for 1 last night. 0 for 1 in his other game. 0 for 2 on the season. Uh, given consistency at the very least. Uh, but not not the backup point guard we wanted, Tim, uh, this, this season. <laughs> yeah, so happy we just held him on or held on to him for um, half a season for this type of production. He was plus eight last night, Mark. Mm. Uh, we can't take that away from him. Single but, game plus minus. We're doing that now? Um, yeah, after uh, the second loss to the Pistons, I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything to feel something. Yeah. Man, I heard that Ish Smith, dude, even though he only played 14 minutes, he ran three and a half miles. <laughs> All right. That's a perfect segue. I just want to talk about, uh, from a personal perspective, how hard it is to be a Hornets podcaster this season. Uh, and like somehow the Hornets are worse than last year. There was so much hope going into the season. Like maybe this is the year LaMelo turns the corner. Miles Bridges coming back. Mark Williams looks good. Brandon Miller looks good. It doesn't even like logically make sense. How, how are we worse? How are we worse, Tim? It doesn't make sense. Um, my only answer is either A, there is no God, or B, there is a God, and he's a Heat fan. Um, I really don't understand. Um, I mean, the league has gotten better, but it hasn't gotten this much better. And again, like, you know, we haven't had, like, a healthy lineup the entire season, but still, you could still, you know, just, like, get, we should have 13 wins. Yeah, yeah, we should. And I'm looking at our our point differential, minus 11.1. Guess what? Worse in the league, <laughs> below the Detroit Pistons, who had the worst losing streak in a single season in NBA history. Like, we've lost to them twice. How are we this bad? We have the same roster, pretty much, as, as two years ago. We won 43 games. Like... Oh, you know what? We're missing Mason Plumley. That's what we're missing, I guess. It doesn't really make sense. So, um, yeah, anyways, I, mean, I, I wanted to use that as a segue into the most exciting moments of the season. And, you know, uh, this is the most exciting moments of the season is depressing. And it's to highlight how hard it is to talk about this team. Um, and the first one, Hawks win on opening night. Great moment. Uh, things were looking up. We had we had a 10-day stretch, Tim, where we were hype. We were hype about the Hornets. Brandon Miller was looking good. Uh, we beat the Hawks on the first game of the season. It was like, this team is back. Oh, my God, yeah. Mark Williams grabbed Trey Young's ball out of the air. I mm-hmm. was, like, I was showing highlights to people in my work who don't even watch basketball. I was like, now is the time to get on the train. Like, you know, don't get left behind. The Hornets are really coming up. And it's pretty much just been downhill from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brandon Miller being good right away. That's the second moment. Uh, He was leading all rookies in scoring after the third game of the season. I got super excited about that. That was one of the most exciting moments of the season. And then him being good right now is also exciting. But it's less exciting because they're 10 and 32. Um, And, yeah, just him, him, like, being – sort of a bright spot. The fact that he's better than Scoot Henderson is awesome. Like I mean, think about how heartbroken you are about this season. And then think about how heartbroken you would be if Scoot Henderson was putting up 25 and 10. 
So I wanted to ask you this. Uh, this is I probably should have prepped you for this, but just kind of throw it your way. Do you think um, like if if he was in the draft class having the same season, um, but it was last season, do you think that if Brandon Miller was having because obviously this is like an historic draft class, especially if you count the cheater Chet Holmgren um, is being in there. So he's not going to get rookie of the year buzz, which is fair because the two guys ahead of him are so fantastic. But like in an average year, like last year, uh, do you think that he like is in bat? Like he's battling with Paulo Benchero, um, Bencaro, um last year's rookie of the year race. Um, no, no, not quite. But but he is like a solid like talking point. Like people would be talking about him in a different year where there's not Chet and Victor. Um, yeah, the top two are just too good that he's getting kind of forgotten, uh, which isn't really fair to the way he's playing. He's playing like an NBA veteran in his rookie year. Um, and it's not like we shouldn't forget that. Like it was the correct pick. It was the correct pick at second overall. It is a major bright spot on this season. Just hard to get excited about with everything else that's going on. Yeah. I don't know if you saw those Chet versus Wemby highlights last night. I was like, Whoa. Oh man, those guys are definitely in a different stratosphere, but um, I'm happy. I'm happy to be in the club, you know, not in the VIP section, but we're getting a drink. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're right behind him. All right. Second or third best moment of the season. Pacers win. When LaMelo uh, locked up Tyrese Halliburton on the final possession, stole a ball, rare defensive highlight from LaMelo ball. And there's a theme here, Tim. All of these are at the beginning of the season when we weren't completely given up apathetic on the season. Yeah, and even in that uh, in that point, there's a tinge of sadness because if that would have been against another point guard, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But it's almost us being like, see, see, he can compete against Tyrese Halliburton. They're weak, but it's like deep down, we know. (laughs) All right, next one: Celtics win. Uh, I was in Boston for that one, losing my mind, listening to all of these Celtics fans around me lament how hard it is, how hard it is for Jason Tatum to miss a free throw. Oh, you missed a free throw and you lost the game against the Charlotte Hornets. What are you going to do? Cry about it. Yeah, that game was nice. That game was super fun. Uh, I went I went near the, the garden to watch it, like at a bar nearby, and, and everybody was losing their mind, and I was just silently excited. It was super fun. It would have been great. Yeah, I think I'd add on kind of into that uh, early season. That, uh, like – three week stretch where LaMelo was averaging like 38 and eight. And we were like, man, we finally have our franchise player until this angle cracked. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's a very good one. Last one. Terry Rozier being traded. Like something happened. Something happened to the Hornets. This is exciting. Even though we both missed Terry Rozier, like, Oh, they did something like something's notable to talk about. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) this exercise is to illustrate Nothing good has happened in two months. Uh, and it has been hard to find topics to talk about. So if you got anything, message us on Hornets Podcast at on Instagram or at Hornets Podcast on Twitter. And uh, give, us, give us some give us some ideas. Did uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another unprompted thing at you. Um our boy Carson messaged us and was like, All right, prepping for draft time. Uh, if you could add just like one surefire hit like position-wise to this Hornets team, like what position would you pick? Good question. 
Um, the three, I guess. That's that's where I came down as well. Yeah. Where it's like people, you know, they talk about, oh, you know, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown, they're not going to win. But it's like, that'd be a pretty good problem to have. Just yeah. be like, man, our two awesome wings don't really fit together that well. They're not exactly, you know, multiplicative. It's like, I'd really like to have that problem. I mean, where I'm at right now is I'm like PJ and Miles are not a part of this future team. Um, For a while they were. And at this point, I'm like, they're not a part of this, this core anymore. The core is moved to LaMelo, Mark and uh, Brandon Miller. It's a sad thing to admit, but I think that's what it is. So with that being said, I'd take a, I'd take another wing, a three or a four. The wing and then you know we get a nice get a nice you know walking chair for uh mark williams whenever his back recovers and uh we should be good cool all right tim what do you have for media corner um it is a uh it's a band their album came out in uh, 2022 uh it's called black country new road uh that's the name of the band and the song is called goodwill hunting which I what? know fan of. Yeah. 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 I surprised you with this one. Favorite um, movie of all time. Boston. I relate to Will Hunting. I'm, I think I'm him. Ex- exactly, man. I've seen you sweep and I've seen you do math. I mean, you are just <laughs> the same. Um, no, yeah, but it's a, it's a good, it's just a, it's a, it's an odd album, but it's a uh, very emotional, emotionally rewarding album. But uh, be in the right headspace. What you got, Mark? You know, I used to hate Media Corner uh, when there was a lot to talk about. Now I love it. It's one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite segments to, to do. Uh, Death Cup by Mom Jeans. I'm going to leave it at that. Everybody go give it a listen. You can imagine. <laughs> I like that. Nice, yeah. and, nice and raw. Mark, a little, little angsty, a little angsty song for everybody. You know, it's good. It's good to be angsty. They, they say to leave that behind in your teenage years, but that's a myth, man. There's, there's nothing more... I guess just really solidifying to being 27 years old and or 26 and being a little angsty. You're like, what is it? Really causes a lot of self examination. Yeah, no, I, I I've always liked uh, like angsty music in the right moment. You know, give it give it a play on a uh, drive somewhere. Uh, it it'll get you get you feeling right. Music has a way. Music has a way, Tim. Wow, that's deep, dude. So glad I started Media Corner. Never <laughs> thought that we'd get to this point. <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, it's been real. Let's talk next week. All right, absolutely. And uh, if you would be so kind as to rate, review, and subscribe to the All Hornets Podcast Network, um, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you very much, Mark. Be safe out there. Yeah, and also also check out the uh, new Instagram page for the All Hornets Podcast Network, or All Hornets in general. Uh, I will link it in the show notes. Peace, Tim. Peace. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. 
Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights.